0: Today on the Start Creating podcast, we talk about, yes, my health issues, me hitting 7,000 subscribers, the weird up and down roller coaster that is CPM rates and advertising money on not only YouTube but social media in general, and how you can bet against it to possibly make more money. And I step you through exactly how to start a YouTube channel in 2019 and beyond. All the little fine details that you need to consider going forward. You ready? Here we go. welcome to the Start Creating Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping you grow on social media from YouTube to Instagram and so much more. I am your host, Alan Spicer, your YouTube certified expert. I have around about 12 years worth of experience in this industry from web development to social media marketing and video editing in itself. This podcast will be about news, tips, tricks, and your submitted questions should you need any help within the social media space. So, follow, subscribe, enjoy the ride, go out there, start creating. Hello, and welcome back to the Start Creating Podcast, Episode 7. Now, two years ago, that's 24 whole months, I launched. My YouTube Tricks and Tips channel. Basically, I'd already been toying around with the idea of, like, teaching people how to learn social media. i would had a little bit of success with videos like uh, social media for beginners and uh, how to use Twitter, that kind of stuff, on a previous product and a previous um project that I was doing and things were doing quite well. So I thought, okay, maybe, maybe I can use my experience. Maybe I can use the three, four, five years worth of video making and YouTube creating and content diving to, to start teaching people. I started the YouTube channel and today of all days, I hit 7,000 subscribers. So it just goes to show you may slog through a very, very tight niche because I'll be honest, YouTube creations and YouTube creators, there's already big boys out there. There's Nick Niman, Roberto Blake, Tim Schmoyer, Daryl Eves. I mean, the list is endless. If you want to go into niches, you've got things like Dean you've got uh, Jessica Stanbury, you've got Trina Tips, people like that. If you want to touch on social media, you've got my friend Desiree Martinez. You've got... Amy Schmidtauer, Amy Landino, you've got loads and loads of people. So, I knew that touching on an educational niche and picking one like it is with social media or YouTube would be hard, right? Because there's already some people in there. But it also just goes to show that if they, if they were able to do it, if then there was a niche there. If if they were able to create content, then people were willing to watch it. So. I thought maybe I could give my funny twist to it, my my sense of humour mixed with my British accent, my knowledge, not only from YouTube, but the last eight, nine, ten years of being within the web development world as well. And I thought I'd bring that and help teach people how to create their content. Now, it's a wonderful thought now that two years on, here we are. The Start Creating family is growing. Not only do we have 7,000 of you on YouTube and 800 of you are brand new this month, but we've got the Start Creating podcast, which is now in episode 7, so we're, you know, trundling along nearly two months of content each time, 30, 40 minutes of nuggets of gold, and I've been getting some wonderful feedback from everyone that's listening, whether you happen to be listening on your phone or whether you're listening right now on YouTube I truly appreciate it. Now, this has been the start of a wonderful week. And for everyone that's watching and listening, last week I promised, yes, I I, I did go to the doctors. I finally got the results. I teased on Instagram. They're not as bad as I thought they would be, which is good. But they do include some life changes that I need to make. Yes, I am a hefty guy. I do need to lose some weight. If I don't lose the weight... Then it could cause some serious implications into my forties. And, you know, me being thirty-five, that's that's a slap in the face and a warning. Um, I will be on some medication because I have elevated uric acid levels, which is causing joint pain. Now I I should have taken that more seriously. And even the doctor said that, you know, oh, it's something that we've changed tacked on in the past that, you know, we would have just shrugged it off, but in the last couple of years, we've learned to be more serious about that. So, so I'm on medication for that. Um, thank you for everyone that helped me and sent me wonderful, caring and kind messages. Because, you know, it truly meant that I felt the power of the community that I have built around me. You know, when I can put out a, an Instagram post and I get a few, you know, don't worry... Don't worry, about it or you'll be okay or hope everything's okay. It's really nice. And that's the same with the 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 podcast. When it went up, I had some wonderful comments saying, you know, I hope the doctors go okay, don't worry, you'll be fine. And it's really it's really nice. It's something that over the years on YouTube, my previous project that I had on YouTube didn't really get that kind of personal connection. Whilst now I feel I truly have seven thousand of friends that are there to listen, that are interested in the content. That I can help them with the the education that I can I can pass by you. And also people that actually care. So th- that truly means a lot to me. Thank you very much. Now, that also extends in a weird way to the fact that many of you helped me. Like, I, I play Pokemon Go. I know, this is a really weird rambling start to it all. I play Pokemon Go and I had six, seven, eight, nine friends, right? So I put out a tweet. Say that hey i 'm lonely, and then by the by the end of an hour, I had an extra sixty seventy odd friends, so thank you um If you want to be my friend on Pokemon, go go and check out my my Twitter account or go and check out my YouTube community tab. There is a Scannable there, and i 'll be more than happy to add and you can catch Pokemon together so that's that 's a brief catch up of my life. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you very much for being one of those 7,000. Thank you very much for being the very first few people that listen to this podcast. Because I'm going to keep creating and I'm here to help you start creating. And that's what the main content is in this podcast today. I'm going to help you understand what you need to do to start your YouTube channel and start creating on YouTube. Instead of news this week, I want to muse with you. Basically, we are rushing into the summer months, and you'll notice if you're on your YouTube channel that there is a start of a peak in advertising. Now, what this is, is basically the thaw out from winter. What am I talking about? Now, if you're on YouTube and you're monetized, and if you're in general on social media and you're monetized, or you are spending anywhere on the internet there's there's a kind of seasonal pattern it's very obvious on youtube because it affects how much uh, content creators get paid but also it's spending habits throughout the world now i'm going to speak from the youtube perspective because that's what i know best but this will be reflected on facebook and twitter and instagram and and banner ads in general now Some of you may have noticed, when it comes to the end of the year, when it comes to Christmas and stuff, obviously people are advertising. That's a a few things, really. You get the middle of the year, and you get your Amazon Prime Black Friday kind of thing that isn't Black Friday. So you get Prime Day. Um, The reason for this is they're trying to sell off all the stock that they couldn't sell throughout the last year, getting new stock, getting new stuff, knowing that it's going to start rolling into the winter months or the autumn, and... They, they they just want to clear the banks. Also, if they can sell as many as they can in June, July and August of things like iPods and Amazon things and games and stuff like that, then when the new iPad and the new laptop and everything like that, and the the possibility of new consoles coming in November, December or, you know, next generation things, they want to clear that stock out. Now... Let's say you, we now move into from June, July to August to September. Once again, you've got the, the Apple content and stuff like that. This has a direct effect when it comes to advertising. So in the summer months, there's a lot of festival advertisements. There's a lot of music advertisements placed against your YouTube videos. Now, that may see a steady rise in like, general audience retention, general advertising money. Um, it would be aimed at certain demographics, so right about now it's it's university leavers, school leavers. You've got the run-up to the six-weeks uh, six holidays coming in a couple of months' time. So they spend more and more money advertised at certain demographics. Now, if your channel is leaning that way, then you'll see a rise in that money, in that ads, in those incomes. Now, this year, we also have the rise to political ads. We have the Donald Trump versus anyone in the Democratic Party that they finally choose to elect. We have the the hustings or the debates on TV, so all of those will be running political ads in the US, and if you have a US-facing um, audience like I seem to have, um, because my statistics say that 50-60% to 60% of my audience happen to be in America when it comes to my YouTube channel, so hello everyone if that happens to be you. Now you'll get those political adverts and those will start rallying up the value of your CPMs as well. So if you was worried that you hit January and there was no money, there is always money in the system. It just depends the time of year that you happen to be spending. And then, of course, you hit October, November, right? And then you have your Black Friday sales. You have your Thanksgiving sales. You have um, lead-up to Christmas. And then you have your new year's blowouts, boxing day sales, that kind of thing once again, all of those will be heavy heavy advertisements, and those will run against your videos. they will run against your content. If you happen to have a blog or in fashion, if you happen to have any form of advertising media placed against your content, you will see a rise until around about January 1st, in which it nosedives. Now, I've had many people panic and, and contact me and say, like, oh, 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 I was doing really, really well in November and December, and then in, in, in like January, it's just like, I've got a third of my income. What happened? That's because the advertisers disappear. Everyone's spent their money October, November, December, and yes, they may be spending it in the, the New Year sales, but only for the first few few days, right? After that, everyone's worried about the money that they spent in the festive period. And so does the advertisers. They dip off, they don't do anything, and then it recovers around about uh, March, April, May time, just when the bank holidays start coming back in, just when the weather's starting to get warm, right? So you may start to see that rise now. Now, why am I discussing this? Well, at the end of the day, You need to be focusing on your social media and a way to generate income. Now, are you competing against other people? Are you trying to get people's attention? You need to understand that if you're placing ads on Facebook and you're trying to sell people something, don't do it in New Year. They've run out of money. Right? Or if you're trying to give them something free in January, that might be a better time of year. If you're doing political ads, right, then do you really want to run against other people or do you expect to get a load of advertising money elsewhere do you want to build a fan base now these kind of things can affect you in two ways are you an advertiser or are you a publisher because this time of year you need to be rating as much political content or as much stuff that you can place against it if you are American if you are that way slanted or just generally have enough like content for them to publish against i'm very lucky that this year i'll have three four hundred videos for political adverts to be placed against to the american audience this is the first time that i have an american facing audience and advertiser friendly content in vast quantities so we'll see an uptick but i just wanted to touch upon that to see how you feel about it have you seen a change in your cpm rates We're not allowed to discuss how much and where and when, uh, subject to the terms and conditions on YouTube. But if you're watching this on YouTube, subject to me sniffing out an entire lung, the general rule of thumb is around about $1, $1.50 to 1,000 views, if you're doing it properly. Um, And remember, you can always monetize outsized adverts. But just think of these trends. Remember that New Year... People don't tend to spend that much. By the end of the year, September, October, November, December, that's when people have a little bit more money saved. So maybe that's when you roll out your next big scheme or plan your freebie for New Year. Just a random thought. Now... Before we deep dive into how you can start a YouTube channel in 2019, I wanna make sure you have all the information you need to hit the floor running. That's why I'm giving you a free ebook with tricks, tips, and little secret nuggets of truth. If you go to alanspicer.com forward slash ebook and download it for free, it will step you through everything that you need to know. It's kinda like a little Bible of truth and that little secret source to get you started. That's alanspice.com forward slash ebook. Go and download it for free today. Starting a YouTube channel in 2019 has to be very well planned. Back in the good old days, a good 10, 11 years ago, when YouTube first started, you just had to kind of be there to grow. Because you being on YouTube kind of made you part of your own niche anyway. You have a look at people like Alex Day and Alfie Days and... I don't know, Dan is so cool-like. No, that's the wrong one. Phil is so cool-like Dan is on fire. Like, some of the early adopters, Philip DeFranco, Shea Carl, the Vlogbrothers, because they were in the first couple of years, not only did they create wonderful content and a cult following from the nerd base, but they also kind of dominated by just existing. Nowadays you have to make sure that you put the groundwork in. So, I'm gonna step you through every element of what you need to do to start a YouTube channel, and then hopefully, as you listen upon, you can pause it going through and it can become your kind of step-by-step guide. So, here we go. First of all, you need to ask yourself, what are you doing YouTube for? Are you here for the money? Are you here for the fame? Are you here for the business leads, the business awareness? All of those are fine. Are you here for a hobby? It's perfectly fine. Right, But you need to know in your own head. You need to be honest about it. Because if you're truly here just for quick money, and you know, you're know kind of going about it the wrong way, then it, it, it delays your experience. I'm not saying that you can't do it for money, and I'm not saying you can't do it for fame, but there's different approaches. If you're doing it for business, for example then you need to, you know, teach people and educate people, right? But if in the back of your head you're like, well, I'll do it for business and then all I can get is all of the YouTube money, then immediately you're failing. So be honest to yourself and then you'll know what that drive is. Set a five-year plan in your head kind of thing. So first of all, you set yourself that goal, that money, that fame, that long-term concept. And I mean long-term. You're looking at three, four, five years, right? Next, you figure out the topic you'll be talking about. What topic do you love? Are you a wrestling fan? Do you love fishing? Do you love makeup? Are you playing games? Are you teaching people topics on YouTube? Do you want to teach people how to, I don't know, create podcasts? Anything. Really. What you love can be the solid base. In fact, I even did a, a whole podcast on it. You can go back and listen to it. I think it's podcast episode three. Where you have to create content that you love. Now... Now you know that topic, you need to niche down on that because it's okay loving science, it's okay loving cars, it's okay loving gaming, but these days you can't be a generalised channel and grow immediately. It could take forever if you are so broad that no one knows what your expertise is at. So if you're in science... Hunt out something very unique or very very niche that you want to talk about. For example, instead of science, you can talk about feline bio- biology. If you're thinking gaming, why not only Pokemon Go or only Call of Duty? A good example of this is Pokemon Go came out two, three years ago, and... The channels that immediately said that they were going to be Pokemon Go trainer channels, teaching you all the tips of how to, to evolve your Pokemon, where to find your Pokemon, how to upgrade your Pokemon, how to use the app. Those channels went from zero to one million subscribers within three or four months because they were unique. It was a new niche. No one had done it. They were creating content that people were hunting for. They were getting the views because of it. I'm not saying that if you pick a niche that you will explode immediately but it's much easier to become a very large fish in a very small pond and that's what you want people to do. You want people people to be able to look into your very specific puddle and find you as the large goldfish because that's how you get picked up and start to snowball. Right now, I've got 7,000 subscribers. I've been on YouTube for two years with this YouTube channel and the plan in the long run is to snowball the YouTube tricks and tips into social media tricks and tips and then maybe business tips. But that's over five years from now. If I can build it with a base now that you trust me on with YouTube tricks and tips and then I can start, you know, how you can promote yourself using Twitter and stuff like that and then teach you Twitter and teach you Instagram and teach you, right, then that seems organic. It seems that I'm expanding my spider web slowly. Right? So... You need to pick your first little fish pond to start with and then slowly add water over time to make that puddle that little bit bigger and people can find you. You can dominate niches better if you're hunting a specific niche. Now, research that niche. Are there people already in that area? How many people in that area? What type of style of video do they have, Right? Are they teaching a bit more in your niche or are they doing specific pranks in their niche, specific challenges in that niche? Is there a specific thumbnail style that everyone within that niche seems to use? The reason for that is that if that's the standard for the big boys in that area, then you need to, you know, keep on top of that and see what you're doing there. They've done that for a reason. If their channel is three, four years old and they're getting subscribers, then they're doing something right. So you need to learn what you are doing right and what they are. you can take from them. You know, if you're in kids' TV, maybe they're using bright colours. Maybe they're using very expressive faces. See if you can emulate that. Do they have certain upload patterns? Does their audience map with you? So if your audience is going to be school kids, maybe you want to upload at certain times when school kids are around. Are they business people? then maybe that doesn't matter. Maybe pitch it within their working day or try and catch them after work. Are you creating longer-form content? Because that's what that audience wants to listen to. If you're creating science stuff, for example, you might want to go into minute detail. Or if you're gaming fans, you might want to just have nuggets, a couple-minute videos rather than 15-hour-long marathons. And then... Whilst you're doing the research, you make sure you hunt out the trends within there. Is there another game coming out? When's the next upgrade? That kind of thing. Because those are the topics that you can create stuff around. That's the the hot gossip in that area. Join the groups. Join the forums. Learn the people. Get talking with those people. Because those are your people. They may not have found your channel yet. But if you can help them, if you can entertain them, if you can grow your channel over a couple of years, you too can have those 7,000 subscribers I have. Now, you need to look... After you've done all your research, you need to look at your channel artwork. You need to explain who you are in your channel banner. So therefore, people can look at your banner and know exactly what you do, when you do it, how you offer them value. Because you have to offer them value because you're giving them a trade. That trade is their three, four, five minutes of their time for your knowledge, for their attention. Because you need... To give them something for them to want to be around. Because if you don't and you waste their time consistently, they won't come back to you. Because they'll see you as a time waste or they won't find you entertaining. Now, that is the value that you need to clearly display in your channel banner, your avatar, right? Which is clearly you or clearly your product and clearly your brand. And your thumbnail and thumbnail style. They need to be able to identify who you are, what you are talking about in your in your thumbnails, so they can see, they can click, and they come through to you. Now, before you upload anything, you need to plan your first 10, 20, 30 videos, right? These, I advise, are things that educate your audience, because your first 3, 6, 12 months, no one knows who you are. Unless you're moving an established audience to a, a new YouTube channel, nobody knows who you are. So what you need to do is overcompensate and make yourself overvaluable for them. So the first 10, 20, 30 videos, you need to educate and entertain. You need to make sure that first 3, 4, 5 minutes was worth their time. That they walked away knowing something new that they didn't know. Or you made them laugh, made them smile. Something unique. Now, this can also mean digging through every topic, doing your keyword research, having things like TubeBuddy that you can go to alanspicer.com for, slash TubeBuddy and download it for free. That will help you. It won't won't do all the legwork for you. TubeBuddy can't create the videos for you. TubeBuddy can't upload the videos for you. TubeBuddy can't solely promote your videos for you. But it can help you understand what titles, descriptions, topics that you might want to touch upon. And that helps you understand your audience, including when they're around. Are they there in the mornings? Are they there in the afternoon? Are they there in the evenings? Who are your audience? How young do you think they are? What demographic? What country, maybe? Are you speaking in a specific tongue, a specific language? Right? Are you aiming for a specific community? Are you aiming at students? That kind of thing. You need to tailor it to that way and then create a channel trailer. This channel trailer will introduce to your audience in less than a minute who you are, what value you will give them, why that is important to them and why they should subscribe. So in mine, for example, I explain that, hello, I'm Alan Spicer. I'm your YouTube certified expert. I put out two to three YouTube tricks and tip videos each and every week where I help teach you how to start and grow a YouTube channel from my mistakes and my failures over time. I want to help you not make those mistakes. I want you to grow your brand. So click subscribe. Basically, it's me highlighting why, why I would be helpful to you. Not, yay, brilliant, join, blah. Unless you clearly explain the value, it's cl- it clearly explain why me over anybody else. Especially in my niche, for example, you could subscribe to Nick Niman, Roberto Blake, Amy Landino, like Tim Schmoyer, Daryl Eves. I mean the list is endless. I mean they, they do conferences called Social Media Marketing World and Vid Summit, right? Those those places are full of YouTube experts. So why did you pick me or why should you pick me over them? So, in this case, I clearly indicate who I am, why I'm here. Hopefully, my accent, my cheeky persona, my sense of humour helps as well. But, you need to create a channel trailer that stands out, and that will be your first video that you publish, and that will also be the video that you pin as your featured video to your non-subscribers on your YouTube channel. Now, are you ready to upload? Brilliant. What you need to do is set in your mindset that you're going to have to promote your videos as well. Gone are the days of just uploading a video and being the only person there in that niche to gobble up all the views, that you vaguely touch upon something Star wars and it becomes searchable. There's 800 hours of content uploaded every second on YouTube. 800 hours, right? So you need to make sure that... You are on point and that people can find you. And you can promote yourself using Facebook groups. Go in, find a niche that is relevant to you. Do not spam yourself. Sit around, soak up the atmosphere, make friends, right? The more friends you make, the more you can help them. I've been setting 10, 15, 20 groups for a fair while now. And every now and then I'll see a question pop up that I know I've got a video for. And I help them. I answer their question. And because I can drop in and say, oh, do it this way, do it that way, oh, by the way, this video might help, I don't seem as pushy as just spamming my video links and then people trust me a little bit more. You can do the same with very niche hashtags on things like Twitter and Instagram, as well as if you're very, very lucky on Instagram and you have 10,000 followers or more, you have the swipe up function. So you can create a video and then you promote it on a story. You link that story to the swipe up functionality and then there you go you're off to the races, you can start pushing your Instagram audience towards a YouTube channel. Now, if you're looking for very niche demographics, have a look at Reddit and subreddits, because if you're creating content for it, I bet there is a subreddit on Reddit somewhere, because Reddit has a home for everything. And I mean everything, from the really cute to the really horrifically weird, right? And if you're on Reddit, you know what I mean. It's everywhere. So... Now, do you have your own blog? It could be a personal blog on your own alanspicer.com website, or it could be something like Medium, or it could be something like LinkedIn articles. These are the things where you can create content, link, and siphon from social media networks some kind of audience. Now, LinkedIn's quite good for organic reach at the moment, which means if you've got 200 followers on LinkedIn, you're likely more likely for them to see it than if you was on Facebook because Facebook has ruined the, the news feed, right? So if you're in LinkedIn, put up a profile, flood it with content. But it goes, goes to say with anywhere, the more social media networks you are on, the more niche areas that you are in, the more areas you can promote to, without being spammy, without begging for subscribers or views, help people with these articles, help people with these posts, give them that nugget Of joy for that day. Whether they're smiling. Whether they're educated. Whether they're supported. Because maybe your channel is about mental health. Or maybe it's about recovery from a specific surgery or a disease. Those are the kind of things that you can express and help people with. And finally, most importantly, patience. This will not happen overnight. YouTube is a marathon and not a sprint. And expect years of grinding. You might be lucky. You might put up a video and that might hit the nail on the head at the right time. You might have uploaded it just when the news breaks. You might be the first person to get hold of the iPhone 32 or guess exactly the spec of the, the, the PlayStation 6. Whatever. You might get that luck. But many of us don't. What you can do though is put in a lot of groundwork, a lot of foundations and you will grow. My first year... On YouTube. I hit around about this time of year. And I had. If I was lucky. I think it was around about 1100 subscribers. 1200 subscribers. Now in the last year. I've gained a good 5-6 thousand subscribers. It snowballs. Hopefully I'm going to hit 10,000 subscribers by Christmas. Right my birthday's in November. That'll be a fantastic birthday present. So. You've got to imagine that the first few months you'll get no views. The first few months it'll be your mum watching your video over and over and over again and your best friends, right? If you're at school, you've got the advantage that you can kind of kind of con your entire school into watch, you know, you being weird. Be patient. Plan for the future. Set a five-year plan in your head. Never give up. Stop the whole argument in your head of quitting, right? Because... If you quit now, in three years time, of course your channel's gone nowhere. But if you put in the grind, right, even if you're feeling a bit crappy, I had a discussion with one of you guys the, the other day, you'll know who you are if you're listening to this, but it's like, can I take a couple of weeks off of my channel? I mean, it's growing, right? but I don't know what to do. Like, if you want a couple of weeks off, if you're feeling a bit rough, bulk record the content that you want to do when you're away. So if you already do two videos a week, Record four videos in one day, schedule them out, then you can have two weeks off. No one will notice. The YouTube algorithm will notice, though, if you disappear, right? So create content, protect yourself from those days when you're feeling a bit low by bulk recording, and you'll be fine. But never give up, because when you give up, that's when it stops. Be proud of every tiny view that you get, because if you think about it, every one of those views is a real person. So if, if you're only getting 20 views, imagine 20 people in your living room. If you've only got 100 subscribers, a double-decker bus struggles to hold 100 people. Put it in perspective. Be humble. Put your nose to the floor and grind. Get out that camera. Start recording stuff. Get ready to commit yourself to the long haul. Go out there. Start creating. Now, to round off the whole theme of this podcast this week, we're going to take a deep dive into how you can grow your brand new YouTube channel with how-to videos. This is a trip down memory lane. It's one of my audios from my YouTube videos, so hope it helps and, you know, you can get a bit of nuggets of gold from it. Growing a YouTube channel is really hard these days, but I grew my YouTube channel using how-to's. So this is how to grow your YouTube channel using how-to videos. Here we go. Hello, and welcome back to another video. I'm Alan Spicer, your YouTube certified expert. And if you're looking to start a YouTube channel, grow your YouTube channel, or push your brand out there to the second largest search engine on the internet, you should click subscribe Start creating. The holy grail when it comes to YouTube is growth. Long-term growth, building your audience, getting more people in to see your videos to then hopefully snowball you in the future. More views, more subscribers. More views, more subscribers. But many of us, when we first start, had problems building that audience, finding people. You're looking at your stats and every day, oh, I got 10 more views, I got 20 more views today. So I get about 10 views every day. And it remains static. And after a while, we get a little bit disheartened. This is my trick on how I snowballed my growth using evergreen-based how-to tutorials. Number one, evergreen content, how-to's are the lifeblood of your long-term plan. If you wanna grow immediately, right now, you wanna go from zero subscribers to four million tomorrow, this isn't the video for you. In fact, I actively suggest you click away. I've done a video up here that might help you with viral sensations. But if you're sensible and you have a mindset like me that is placed for the future and long-term sustainable growth, then you need to think about evergreen content. And this is how-to-based in my case. Evergreen videos are those videos that you want people to search for today, tomorrow, next week, next month, next year and still find In the case of this channel, there's 270, 280 odd how-to tutorials in around about 22 months, all being how to use a certain feature, how to grow on YouTube, how to get more subscribers. It's the evergreen content that helps me grow on a sustainable basis every day and snowballing. In fact, in the last month alone, I've grown by 25%. That is 1000 additional subscribers in just Two months. Why? Because of evergreen how-to-based content. Two, how-to content breeds loyalty. If you've come to me, and you've searched for a specific thing, how to delete a video, how to delete a channel, how to create a custom channel URL, and you've been looking for forever and a day, but finally my tutorial helped you, you're gonna feel slightly more, helpful, bonded, appreciative of me, my content. So you might subscribe. In fact, if you're a subscriber right now, ask yourself, how long have you been watching my tutorials? This tutorial might not be your cup of tea, but the last one was, and that's what made you subscribe. Maybe I put out 10 videos and only three related to you, but because I helped you at one point, you feel a connection, you feel more loyal. It's the loyal subscribers that you want. It's the loyal subscribers that are your community, that get used to you, your furry face and your cup of tea that may be hidden somewhere that you can't see. If you can hook people in, if you can help them, they become loyal to you. They'll be more willing to talk to you or ask you questions or come to you when they have another question in future. Three, pick your niche. I've said this time and 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 time again to where I've got bored of it, a niche, is your gold mine. The more specific a niche, the bigger the lump of gold you will find for you. If this channel was all about social media and I'm telling you how to do Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and Etsy and Pinterest and YouTube, it gets diluted, it gets confusing. But this channel is dedicated to how you can expand from YouTube or related features to YouTube. Everything is very YouTube centric and will be for forever and a day. In the future, maybe I'll expand and do a little bit more, but right now, you know exactly what this niche is, you know exactly what this channel is for. That's good for you, it's fantastic for the algorithm because they know who I am and they know what to suggest me against. If you can pick a niche, if you can boil down your entity into one thing, are you about teaching knitting? Are you about spiritual healing? Are you about how to do flat lay design? Hello, Crystal. Are you about expressing how brilliant it is to live in Arizona? Hello, Brookses. I mean, I'm gonna stop shouting out clients and stuff. The point remains, if you pick your niche, people know who you are, what you do, and they learn to trust you and your authority on that niche rather than you being a scattershot kind of wishy-washy person that they're not quite sure what the next video is going to be about. The only way a large niche works is if you're putting out vast amounts of content. Can you really afford to put out 18 videos a week? No, stick to one niche, put out three to four a week and you're sorted. Four, write down your ideas. More specifically, if you're going to be the expert in this field, write down 20, 30, 40 videos frequently ask questions that come to your mind. If you could travel back in time to when you first discovered the specific thing that you are skilled in, the specific thing that you will be teaching, whether it's a set game, whether it's a set skill, whether it is a set platform like YouTube, write down the questions that you would have asked yourself when you first started. So in my case, it could be as simple as, how to open a YouTube account, how to create a custom channel URL, how to delete a channel, how to upload a custom thumbnail, how to do the banners, how to turn on certain features, languages, add subtitles, etc. Imagine you are teaching your best friends your most passionate hobby. So if it's a game, who is this character? How can you set up that? What's the best progression you can have? What features and functionalities should you add to that character? Is there certain Weapons that you need to go on hunt, or is there certain missions that you should do? Or you're a business person and you want to teach people how to do business, how to set up their business, how to find an investor for their business, how to write a business plan, what should be in that business plan, what funding do you need, how to find a venture capitalist, etc., 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 etc. Imagine you are teaching your friend or yourself in the past, and all that information that you would have loved then because there's people out there right now that are in your shoes that are looking for that video, which makes it evergreen, which is that how-to they are hankering for. That list of 20, 30 questions is now 20, 30 how-to videos for you to make on here to put out two to three videos a week for now until the end of time. Five, have a look at those 20 to 30 videos. Once you publish them, see which ones did well, see which ones got results, see which ones got commented on, what had more views, what had more shares, what had people more engaged, now, write down the ones that got more engaged, the top five or 10 of those 20, 30 videos and drill down further into those topics. Make more of those. Did they really like how you set out your business plan? Then maybe write more business plans for other businesses. Did they really love how they taught to Pearl or knit? Do a very similar video. Did they really love how you taught them how to be croter in destiny one? Make more of that video. What you're doing now is you're distilling all of the good bits that they absolutely loved into an even more potent house to list because in my case if I know that people really wanted to learn how to delete their channel I then want to teach them how they can delete their channel on mobile basically diversify tweak it just a little bit add a new year add a new feature add a new functionality add it from a different direction a different angle but make the thing that they were wanting an answer for in the first place six go simple this is something that I learned very recently imagine that you are a complete novice to the world, but you're now fumbling through YouTube and there's still people on there like me teaching you how to create a custom channel URL, how to get more views. I'm not teaching you how to create your account, how to upload your content, how to like, comment, share, subscribe. Go simple, go really, basic because one day you was that person. You was that person that didn't know how to create that account. You was the person that didn't know what a knitting needle was made out of. You was the person that didn't understand mindfulness. You was the person that didn't understand how to read a book or when to read a book or how audio books work. Have a look at your niche. Think of how the basic, the bottom line, the entry level is and pick them up from day one. Because if you pick them up from day one and help them from day one, by the time they get to day 100, when they figured out that I've read a thousand books, now I want to start writing my own book. You've got them hooked already. You already have their loyalty. You already have their intrigue and you've already made videos that may relate to them. So they can watch the beginning, the intermediate and the advance all through you. Number seven, playlists and series. Once you've established what they're looking for, now you understand the how-to videos that people want to see from you. Why don't you deep dive into a topic? Something that would have been a 10 point bullet point list why not rip them apart into 10 videos and deep dive into that individually? I've done this in the past with the YouTube algorithm right here. Basically, I've stepped through every step of the YouTube algorithm. Search, trending, tags, optimization, description, thumbnails. I could have done it in one 17 minute on video, which some people would watch. In fact, I even did a video which was solely in that vein. But some people want to hunt for a very specific feature, or a very specific part of a platform, or part of a game, or part of a skill. For example, if you're people how to read a hundred books and summarize them and learn and do revision for an exam that kind of thing you could do that in one video or you could break it down into study techniques speed reading how to speed read and take notes how to color code notes blah 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 if you break down that one video that you would have made into seven videos that you do make and maybe each one of them are longer people can then actually deep dive into each one of those gives you more watch time make seven videos that are all how to based that are all searchable that are all evergreen that all people will find. Plus, it makes the target bigger. Because if one person finds one of those videos out of the seven, they might binge watch the rest of them because they happen to find out. This really useful video was part two. I wonder what part one was. And the very most important point of this entire video. Yes, you're making how-to content, but B. Patient. The most successful creators that are on YouTube understand that the long haul game means long. The word long is in long haul for a reason. I've been on YouTube with this channel for coming up to two years. It took me around about a year and a half to hit the first 1,000 and now I'm snowballing with the evergreen how-to content and hurtling towards 5,000 subscribers, gaining two, three, 4,000 subscribers in just a matter of six seven months and you can do the same only if you commit to the long term. Make how to videos for 12 months Reassess, look at the ones that are doing well, rewrite the ones that are doing well, and re record those or make more. If you want to grow, if this is your long term plan, if this helps your business, if this is your hobby, if this is your dream job, you can't throw two months at it and then throw the towel in. You have to be committed, you have to dedicate yourself because that dedication is what made me a full time YouTuber with 3,000 subscribers. I've done a video here. Remember to hit that subscribe button. Go out there, start creating. Thank you for listening to the Start Creating podcast. If you want more tips, tricks and advice from Alan Spicer, that's me. Then go to youtube.com forward slash Alan Spicer and subscribe. You can also find me on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. See you soon. Go out there, start creating.